Hi, and welcome to episode one of the In-Laws podcast, where we're going to be talking about everything law talk. I'm Brianne. I'm here with Sophia. And before we really get into the discussion, we're going to introduce ourselves. Sophia, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophia, also known as Sophima on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I'm a 2L in law school, and I share honestly, like everything that I do in the day, um, depending on the day, and just honestly how school has been for me, all my extracurriculars, relationships on top of school, and literally everything in between. I, I share a lot. <laughs> you do share a lot. already said my name. Hi, I'm Brianne. I am a 3L in law school, and I share a lot of the same content. I think mine tends to be very focused focused on like commentary and criticisms of law school um, with a little bit of that typical, you get into a lot more relationship drama than I do. <laughs> That's the main difference. <laughs> I'm just very, I'm like a very boring old lady in her monogamous long-term relationship. See, my problem is I don't even try. I just... The stories, the stories start themselves and then they just keep going. And I'm like, I'm here for the ride. It's just, it just happens naturally. Yeah. So what is law talk? Well, it's this, you know, space on the internet, this niche on TikTok where it's, you know, I think it's mostly law students. I would say the majority are law students sharing their experiences. There are some attorneys, but I think like the biggest accounts and the majority of the accounts come from law students. And people share their experiences, make jokes, memeify school. Some people provide advice. Some people just talk about their day, talk about their outfits. It's a variety of things, but it's it's truly a mess. It's truly yeah. a mess. I think maybe a year ago, I would have defined law talk as like a corner of the internet that is about the legal field, but I don't think it is. I think, I it's, just, <laughs> I think it's just people who happen to be in the legal field and most of the content is not about the legal field. Yeah. Which I find just so confusing yeah why like why is it a community if there isn't the like shared topic that's being addressed I don't know and that's something we're gonna get into it's something we're gonna get into but yeah people really there's like you know there's the tree of TikTok and we're a branch and then there's just a lot of twigs coming off coming off said branch that don't really have the same fruit on them you know yeah. And it's, I wish I could find law talk as someone who like, isn't in the legal field to know what I would think about it. Because sometimes I stumble onto these corners of TikTok. And right now my entire for you page is like linemen wives. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, do you know what a lineman is? Like at a factory? Like, um, they're like the electrical, <laughs> the electrical wire guys that like, oh, okay, 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 okay. 
And there's like a bunch of drama because all of these guys got dispatched to Florida and are cheating on their wives with something like they call them like bucket bunnies, which is just like apparently girls that go after these like linemen. I don't know. They open the sky in buckets. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I know literally nothing about this. Two of my brothers were linemen and I didn't even know that that was what they were called. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm like wheezing, it's because I have COVID. So just ignore that. Trying not to make you laugh so you don't go into an app. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like, sometimes I find those corners of the internet and I'm like, this is a hot mess. There's no reason for this to exist. Oh and I'm God. very confused. And I think I'd feel that way about Law Talk if I wasn't yeah. on it. Honestly, my roommate is also in law school and she gets no Law Talk content on her For You page because she doesn't interact with anything besides mine. And so when I'm telling her about shit, she's like, I don't even know who any of these people are. And I'm like, well, okay, well, this person knows this person and th- this thing happened. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't get a lot on my For You page for a very long time, probably like the first year that I made the TikTok. And then as I've been like, maybe I should like, interact with these other creators um which was really I think inspired by like the people who started last year like the people in your year Mm -hmm. because I think I've gotten along better with them than the people who were on Law Talk prior to that Mm -hmm. um or maybe I just didn't know them because I literally was not following any Law Talk content at all so I created my law talk because I hated what I saw on law talk. I was being sent videos by people in my undergrad, um, in their pre-law society and them just like not understanding why these videos were being posted and why they were glorifying law school in a way. I definitely think my first year of law school, there was a lot of that girl type content about law school that just wasn't really sitting well with me. And I I remember my first video was like, it's not like that. Like it's not wearing suits and, you know, having a pink binder. Like I'm sitting at a desk for 10 hours a day. It is so boring. And I think a lot of my content has been just like realism in the legal field. Like this is, it's not as exciting as people make it out today. Literally. Um, I would say I made mine mostly because I didn't see people answering the kind of questions that I had or really talking about what their day-to-day was like besides just being like miserable. And I think a lot of the content focused on not so much concrete things, but just like how the people felt about them. And so I was like, okay, well, you're doing school, but like what 
in school is like causing you to feel like this yeah or it was just like one extreme or the other it was like people who really had their shit together and there were people who were like having mental breakdowns every day so I was like neither of these I already know I was like neither of these are realistic for me so I was like I'm not crying about school I did enough of that in high school so what what am I gonna do so I started because of that and also I'm a memory hoarder. So I was like, if I have this whole account of all these memories of my law school life, mm-hmm. bitch, that's a movie. Yeah. No, I get that. I think, so I, I watched a lot of law school content when I was an undergrad and this was pre-TikTok. It was like watching on YouTube. And I feel like I watched so much of it. And then before I started law school, I was like, oh, none of that taught me anything about law school like literally I still came into law school and didn't know the difference between trial team and moot court like I didn't know how journals worked I didn't know you know how different law review was from the rest of the journals like there was just a lot of information that I didn't have that I honestly felt like the only source of that information was reddit and I really don't like how Reddit treats that information. Yeah. I've never been a Reddit girly, so I just avoid at literally all costs. I I do not. I went on it like once or twice when I was studying for the LSAT and it was like, if you don't get a 175, fuck you. You're not ever going to be a successful lawyer. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi. <laughs> It's so, Reddit truly is delusional when it comes to the legal field. It's scary. Yeah, I I was told about the, what is it? Is it just the thread, the thread that's like just the law school thread? Why I've heard it's just like hell, like it's just horrible in there. And then I heard that there was like sort of a sub thread for law talk, but I was like, let me not, let me not get into that. I was like, I don't need to see any of that. I have never, ever seen if there is any stuff about law talk on Reddit. I honestly wouldn't care because the type of people who are on law school Reddit, I'm not making content for them. (laughs) They're just going to hate everything anyways, so. No. Be blessed. (laughs) I would like take a day off and they'd be like, this lazy bitch is going to get fired. (laughs) She's going to fail her exams. (laughs) Straight D's. So relatedly, we know what does well on law school Reddit, which is just the the most fear mongering. The worst of the worst. (laughs) Yeah, just just being a terrible person. Uh, What kind of content does well on Law Talk? Um, People with money who like obviously have money. And people who are aspirational, which is, I think is one of your really big points that you talk about a lot. So I'll let you discuss that. So people with money, people who can make things look good. Um, what else? Uh, pretty privilege and being specifically for law talk, very, very thin. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, if you think of all of, like, the biggest creators, which predominantly is women, 
Mm -hmm. It's all like very small people. It is. And I think it's so interesting. Because I know that that's a beauty standard that affects TikTok's algorithm for Mm -hmm. any like genre of TikTok. But it's so interesting to me that even when it's not like that girl content or like content about clothing or things like that, the creators making it who are big, I'm sorry, are big in terms of like following. Mm -hmm. They're still so thin. And it's like, wow, like why do people care about this? It's so interesting to me. Um, But yeah, I, I personally think that a lot of it has to do with aspirational content there's this general feeling and I know I've explained this to you before um there's this general feeling when it comes to content creation that we're moving away from aspirational influencers to relatable influencers and you see a lot of people talking about this in the first of all the the prominence of TikTok over Instagram and how TikTok is more about relatable content. And then the influencers who are doing well on TikTok. So a lot of people will talk about like those two sisters, Krista, Kristen and Erica, who are like relatable um, and how they're- Oh, I was like, who are you talking about? Do you not know them? No, I do, but it like really took me a second. I was like, who are they? Oh yeah, no, that's just like the general. (laughs) So many people, when they're talking about this shift from aspirational content to relatable content, talk specifically about them. And I'm not sure why, Um, but I don't think Law Talk is there. I think Law Talk is very stuck in aspirational content. Law Talk is behind. And I think because the legal field is behind. So I think it tracks. I think it tracks, honestly. I think it does. And I think like it has a lot to do with the audience of Law Talk because I mean, even when I'm not making aspirational content, even when my content is like, I would say mature and like hypercritical, my following is very, very young. Like, I think my main demographic is like the 18 to 24, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. But when your audience is so young, I think that lends itself to aspirational content, especially for a field that is seen as so prestigious. Yeah. And I think, especially with like who, who gets views, what content of theirs gets views. I mean, even within our own, accounts I'm like the videos that I've posted that have like really popped off have been I mean outside of the stupid freaking like dating ones outside of those setting those aside it's always like it's talking about like pay it's talking about like how I got to law school it's talking about like my family which I don't really talk about as much anymore that was more so like at the beginning And that was like my first viral video was like talking about my parents and then like me now essentially. And it's always like that journey shit. Like what did it take for you to get here? And then if you go to a prestigious university or if you have something like really big that people want. And I think in my case, my thing is like my scholarship. So if you have somebody who has that scholarship, it's like, well, how did they get it? 
and how do I get that? So then that's the content that people like and that people watch and they're like, this is like who I need to be like, or this is what I need to do when it's like, you are a, you're a different person than me. And this next person who also made a video is a different person than me. So. It's so interesting because I hear from a lot of attorneys, not on TikTok, just attorneys in real life that they hate when a law student or a pre-law student who they're like networking with asks them how they got where they are because law students and pre-law students take it as like, this is the only path. This is the only thing I can possibly do. And I think that applies to law talk creators too. Like I will get comments like asking me, how do I get into your school? And it's like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Well, girl, there's 180 people in my class and we all got in with different applications so like there's a lot of ways to get in or like who gets big law offers and it's like a lot of people a lot of people I don't know how to answer this question I'm not going to give you a path yeah I don't think people also realize well especially with big law because one I didn't even know what that was when I got to school I was like okay whatever the hell that means but now it's like they have so many offices in so many cities so it's not unrealistic to think you can get into big law it just might take you longer yeah and i don't think people talk about that and i also think people don't talk a lot about like there's not a set definition of what big law is so like for employment statistics they use that there needs to be at least a hundred attorneys at the firm, but in kind of like everyday um, conversations, a lot of attorneys, especially in New York, will be like, no, the cutoff is 500 attorneys. And even if like, so the firm that I'm going to be with after graduation has over 500, is an AMLA 100, is a Vault 100, And people who are at like the top 10 firms will still be like, that's not big law. And it's like, Mm -hmm. why do we care? Right. Why, why does the bar move? Right. Because all, all you want is for people to think that you're better than they are. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. It's so, and it's, I just, that's so telling about the legal field. Yeah. I mean, they want to keep people's interests like, it's prestigious like they want everything that they do to look good compared to others because that's what pulls people in that's what pulls people who want money people who want power people who want influence that's that's gonna get them that's gonna get their shit going right the disappointed side we're getting we're getting off track we need just like a separate like big law episode well we definitely will make one we'll definitely make a separate big law episode but let's get back to issues with law talk let's talk about um let's talk about the capitalism of law (laughs) for a second (laughs) because something i find so interesting And I need to stop saying that I find things interesting, but I'm just fascinated by TikTok's algorithm is the content of mine that does well um, seems to always have like capitalistic 
undertones. Back when I started my summer associate position, I was like, there should be more salary transparency um, because there actually is a ton of salary transparency in the legal field. I just don't think that pre-law students or like people outside of the legal field really know how to access that information. So I made a video about my salary. You then made a video about your salary. Mm -hmm. um, and those videos performed very, very well. Very well. <laughs> and it's like, yep. not for the reason we posted them. <laughs> no, <laughs> at all. Not at all. I'm still hearing about it to this day. I'm, okay. still I'm still hearing, oh, you're bragging, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was a teacher before. I've never touched this amount of money in my life. Right. I explicitly compare it to my previous internship in which I was paid exactly $0. I was working in public defense unpaid as I am right now. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So like, I just think that even when you have good intentions, it's being received as like capitalistic content and aspirational capitalistic content. Yep. And for some reason, that's like what that's the content of mine that gets really pushed. I agree. And I also, sometimes I think a, a, about a lot is like voice and tone because TikTok loves to tone police. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I wonder if this information coming from other people, not us, some made up person who is always perceived as nice and sweet or somebody who's just different and doesn't talk about the things that we talk about would that news have been perceived the same? It wouldn't have. It would not have. Right. Because I, I mean, I think, I think we both know that we're perceived as like bitches on law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not perceived as nice girls. I'll see videos talking about other law talk creators or like comments and they'll be like, oh, this creator just seems like such a nice girl. And it's like, oh, I know that shit's not about me. <laughs> Never been described that way in my life. No matter how earnest I am in a fucking, no, it's never going to come across that way, ever. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just not overwhelmingly positive all of the time. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, I don't want to be. But I think that has a lot to do with how my content is received yeah I mean I I don't think I would describe myself as like a sweet person I'm definitely a nice person but I'm also very honest like very honest and there's just a lot of games that I deliberately deliberately choose not to play and people don't like that they want you to be nice and they want you to play the games and I don't yeah so. I always say, like, I think I'm a kind person, but I don't think that I'm a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that for myself as well. I love doing experiments on TikTok's algorithm. That's one of my new favorite things um, to really see what it is favoring. And like in these experiments, I have noticed that aspirational content and capitalistic content tend to do better. But something that I can't experiment on because I do not have the sheer amount of wealth to do it is like the 
clothing-based content that is so yeah. the law talk. I don't understand. Like, so many of these creators have more wealth in their jewelry collections than, like, I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Jewelry, bags, shoes. I don't even know what else. Even, like, fast fashion hauls. I'm like... Oh, yeah. All of, the, all of the Zara suits that they're... Oh, yeah, wearing. no. <laughs> it's like... They look great. They look fantastic. How can you afford to make your content around buying new clothes all the time? Like, it has to be so expensive. Are they returning the clothes? I don't understand it. I don't know. And I'm like, also returning clothes is like such a shitty process when you ordered it online, Mm -hmm. which also makes me not want to order shit online. But last year, I think second semester, I did the like outfits of the week videos. And I didn't do them this year because I did them over the summer. And I was kind of sick of them, to be honest. And I don't think it really matters anyway. They never performed well, but I just did them because I liked them. But like, I would say probably 70%, if not more of my clothes are literally from Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Like I would guesstimate that high. I never do like outfit of the day type content because I just, I I don't have the energy to like do it. And it just seemed, it, it seems so difficult to me. <laughs> it really does. And I know that that sounds strange because a lot of, viewers think of outfit of the day content as like lazy content mm-hmm. and I wish I could ex- I want them to try to film an output of the day video yeah. because why is it so difficult mine are always boring as fuck like it's literally me just <laughs> <laughs> you in like your mirror yeah that's what mine would be if I tried to make them yeah um, and they would also be really fucking boring because I've had most of my clothing since I was like in high school. (laughs) I don't get rid of clothing. It's like an actual issue. I've had to get rid of like three boxes of clothing in the past month because I'm preparing to move to New York where I will not have the walk-in closet that I have here. Mm -hmm. And it's bad. Like I have a bunch of clothing that I never wear but I also never buy new clothing. Yeah. Also, clothes are freaking, just in general, they're freaking expensive. Not to mention how much professional clothes are. Professional clothing is absolutely insane. And while you're not planning on talking about this, I am obsessed with finding clothing from television shows online. And my golly... The wardrobe on partner track. Oh, it's expensive. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> there is not like a suit piece worn that costs less than a thousand dollars. They're like 
Gucci coats that cost like $78,000. And it's like, I worked in big law in New York over the summer and people dressed nicely, but people are not wearing Gucci suits to the office. (laughs) Especially not now after COVID. No, I mean, I will say like the people at the office dressed a lot better than I was dressing. (laughs) I was wearing like the forever 21 button up that I've had since I was 18. (laughs) But like, it's not to that extent. Right. Um, So I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's so expensive. Everything's so expensive. I don't get it. I... I can't fathom that. I think the most expensive clothing item I've ever owned was my prom dress. And it was because my mom was like, this, this is your limit. And I found a dress that was beyond. And she was like, okay, bitch, you pay for it. And I was like, fine. Oh no. How much was it? It was like 450, I think. Oh God, that is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I borrowed my sister-in-law's prom dress, but it was like from her prom in like 2007. And I wore it in like 2015. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, So I think the most expensive, it might be um, the dress I got for Barrister's Ball last year, which I think was like $200. Like, not even that expensive. Yeah, I'm a very cheap person when it comes to clothes. Like, very cheap. It pains me every time I have to buy something new. I had to get, like, a new black blazer over summer. And I was in New York. And everything's so expensive there. And I was like, no. And I, like, (laughs) I went home to Delaware for one of the weekends and went to the outlets in Delaware and got an $80 Banana Republic blazer from the outlets there. And I was still like, $80, (laughs) like so expensive. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm not fucking with it. (laughs) All right, basically we learned today that TikTok is run by capitalism. Thank you. I hope you all jotted that down. Take notes, class. <laughs> I did really like, um, I got a lot of people who DM'd me after I posted one of my TikTok experiments and then posted the results of it. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of people DMing me like, can you post more of this? Like, I'm, I am very interested. Of the experiments? Yeah. And I'm like, do people who just watch Law Talk, they're not creators, can they not see how the algorithm impacts things? Maybe they can't. Maybe not. I don't know. Especially if they only follow like really big creators. I think one day we should both post the exact same video. Like we have a script, we say the same exact thing and see what happens. And I think we should have somebody else or the control. And I think we should ask somebody else, maybe somebody who we think people perceive as nice. We'll ask somebody else to post the same exact video and see what happens. Are we friends with anyone that is perceived as next? Okay, I would have to go through my list of mutuals. 
and try and find somebody. Notably not, because all the ones that are persistent <laughs> nice have blocked me. Okay, that really reduces our options, but maybe if I ask. <laughs> so, Lotok is a shit show. It just pushes all of the beauty standards and uh, capitalism and everything that I think is a little bit toxic about the legal field. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're making this podcast. We have both tried to make content that is critical of the legal field and critical of law talk on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But you just can't in three minutes. And even if you do really successfully communicate your point in three minutes, the algorithm hates that shit. The only time, okay, maybe not the only time, but the majority of the time, any like long form content I do, uh, the people who I'm mutuals with or the people that I know have followed me for a long time are like the only people that see it. And then on top of that, if it's like, something like that people don't care unless it's related to something that's like a really good story or whatever like they don't want to hear about hard shit which is bizarre to me considering like obviously a lot of pre-law people follow us even high schoolers follow us and it's like don't you want to know what you are maybe getting yourself into right I think a lot of the time the consumers of this content are very set on being an attorney and they don't want to be forced to question that. And I think when you're very critical of the legal field in the ways that we are, a lot of people just view it as like negative or something that I have gotten so much and it blows my mind is when I'm like, the legal field has the highest rate of alcoholism of any profession. We have insane rates of depression and stress and anxiety. And like, here are the issues I have with how we're handling this. Mm-hmm. People feel like, you're just trying to gatekeep. How was, do you know what gatekeeping is? Uh, please open a dictionary. <laughs> and this is not, this is not something that's happened once. This has happened dozens of times to me. What the fuck? There's, law talk is just so, it's something. It's just really something. It feels like the new um, like um, beauty tuber. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like when shit was popping off in like 2015 with YouTube and the beauty gurus. That's what law talk is starting to feel like to me. When everyone was leaving <laughs> their jobs at Ulta to be influencers. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I do think that it'll be interesting to see if there's a shift because everyone that was big on law talk when we started, most of them were law students. Yeah. I said earlier, most of them were law students. And I think like a big horde of them just took the bar. And I, I'm going to be really interested to see what happens with law talk going forward. Are we going to continue with these big creators who are no longer law students and a lot of them not even pursuing careers in law anymore? Or is there going to be like 
a new group of law students that comes in and gets big. I'm very interested. I'm also curious about that because I do feel like it's starting to get saturated and I see a lot of very similar content to what like my class of people was putting out last year Mm -hmm. to what people are putting out this year but there's just so many more like I feel like most of my new followers like mutuals who I've you know whatever fall back I feel like so many of them are one else like it's so many one else and there's like quite a few that I really really like but it's there it's just a lot of them like there's a lot and I was like I don't remember this many people popping off on TikTok when I started like I really don't definitely not and there was even fewer like my one all year I actually last year I was like shocked by the amount of new accounts that happened and I think specifically there's oversaturation in like the comical like content only so many jokes about law school that everyone can relate to yes really really old also, it's so interesting to, like, see the one else discover cases. I know, like, they're talking about, like, the haystack burning case or, like, one of the iconic ones, like, mm-hmm. especially tort cases. I keep seeing, like, tort case videos. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know where you're at in the semester. Like, right. sounds good. <laughs> I also, I, you, you know you're a law student when you see those videos, and you're like, oh, like that's really oversimplifying what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you don't understand. She had to sue her nephew because of insurance. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go after the person with the money, bro. <laughs> Always. So. Why did we start this podcast? So that we can talk about real shit and not have it be suppressed by the TikTok algorithm. True. There's a lot we want to talk about when it comes to the legal field. And this 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 episode was just about law talk, but obviously there's a ton we have planned to talk about, like disability and accommodations, the big law pipeline, um, obviously racism, elitism classism all of the isms all all, all of the isms because the legal field sure does have all of them and i think that's just talking about them long form is going to be better than any discussion we can have on law talk yeah because there's always like one thing you don't say and then that's what everybody in the comments is like well you didn't talk about this you didn't cover this my god speaking of that God damn. Um, Rennell's con, like the video about not wanting to date another attorney. Yeah. Everyone assuming she was like not an attorney talking Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Just because she didn't say like, oh, I'm a law student. Mm -hmm. All of these people assuming that she wasn't. Smells like sun here. (laughs) <laughs> like something. I wonder why. I wonder why they assumed that. I can't say I'm particularly surprised because I feel like attorneys love to give that advice. They love to say, don't date anybody. Like, 
don't do anything in law school. Like you're not going to fall in love with an attorney. It's not going to work out. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they're sitting up there with their attorney spouse. Oh yeah. Or you get the opposite and they're like, you will find the love of your life in law school. And it's like the married guy who's willing to cheat him. Is that what you're talking about? There's so many married men cheating with other law It's an epidemic. It's, yeah. my God. It, yeah. It's not a good look for attorneys. It's not a good look for male attorneys. Really? I mean, I'm sure there's some female attorneys out there cheating, but all I'm hearing is not that. Hmm. Hmm. Law Talk, what if Law Talk had their own Try Guy scandal? Oh my god. Who would it be? <laughs> Who would it be? I don't think anyone really makes a lot of content about their spouse. True, but maybe that is what's taking it so long to come out. Mm. It wouldn't be as easily recognized. Mm. Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, what a fun discussion and not at all depressing <laughs> discussion about the uh, app that we've somehow attached ourselves to. Okay, if you're like a TikTok bitch, you become the TikTok bitch at your school. Like, mm-hmm. even if people like don't say it to you, you know, because there's enough people coming up to you who are like, oh, I found your shit and blah, blah, blah. Like I had somebody, I've already talked to him about this. So nobody come for me for telling somebody else's story. But he came to me and was like, oh, like people have told me about your account, blah, blah, blah. I finally found it. And like, I related so much. Like I showed my girlfriend and like, it helped me explain to her like what school is like for me, whatever. And I was like, that's great. I'm glad like we relate on those levels and it makes it easier for you to like explain the shit that you go through because it's hard. And then he was like, I don't know why people like talk so much shit about you. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yikes. Um. Literally, I just sat there and said nothing. And like all my friends just said nothing. And he kind of like realized and like stopped and (laughs) just like walked away. And I texted him afterwards and I was like, listen, I don't think you meant any harm, but I don't need to hear it. I, I don't need to hear any of the shit talking. Be blessed. <laughs> I don't, no one comes and tells me that people talk shit about me. I actually, the only time anyone did was like my best friend told me that two people in our class who I'm both, like I'm friends with all of these people now, um, were like talking about it. And the thing about me is I'm a very fucking confrontational person. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be like mean to you, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, Hey, this is what I know. Let's talk about it because I don't need you going to my best friend to talk to about me. I'm right here. Just text me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't get a lot of people like telling me people are talking shit about me. I know people are talking shit about me. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I do get a lot of people <coughs> going to my best friend about me. Yeah. It's like coming to me. People going to my roommate. Yep. Because they like, they'll see things on TikTok 
and they'll want to know more, but they don't want me to know that they're watching my TikTok. Yep. Okay. Do you want to wrap this up? Sure. I mean, let's see. We've talked about everything. Dang. Well, guys, that's been the content of our very first episode mm-hmm. of Moz. This has been Sophia. I've been Brienne. And uh... See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>